Hello everyone. Uh, welcome back to our uh, show Tech Talk with uh, Amit and Renat. Uh, today we are uh, going to talk about artificial intelligence or AI. And uh, Renat Malik is uh, going to talk us, uh, going uh, going to uh, help us understand the topic more. Uh, so I will quickly pass it to Renat. Thank you, Amit. Um... So yes, artificial intelligence is one of the hot topics, one of the cutting edge technologies that we are all talking about nowadays. And uh, it is, you know, the forecast is that this is going to take over a lot of the technological sol solutions and we're going to, we're, we're already seeing artificial intelligence solutions in many places in business organizations, as well as in our daily lives as well, in Google, Amazon, everyone's using AI. Um, but we all talk about it and uh, whenever there is a new project starting, we, we always, you know, anything to do with IT projects, there's always this question that is, does it have AI? But a lot of the times we don't actually fully know or fully grasp what exactly is AI and what is the power of, you know, how powerful it is, what it can do, and also what it can't do. So I thought this would be a really good topic to cover uh, in our TED talk, uh, in our tech talk, <laughs> especially for uh, people who are sort of um, who are within the organization making business decisions based on technical features. They need to fully understand what AI is and what it can do and where it can go in future, so they can make an informed decision. So based on all of that, and also a lot of confusion that is going around, you know, while people are talking, I thought this is this would be a really good topic for us to talk about. Um, for me, I um, have uh, learned about AI when I went to uni to do a postgraduate diploma. Um, I had um, academic knowledge from from that degree, as well as also I've, I, I I was very interested in in the whole topic. So I did you know, further research, I've done some AI projects, um, and uh, my career is in robotic process automation. So a lot of the times what I did is I've integrated AI solutions with robotic solutions. So they, so they both work together uh, to create a more holistic um, uh, sort of technological output that is helpful and that is uh, usable by uh, different organizations. So from that perspective, um, I have some experience and uh, a lot of knowledge uh, around the subject. So um, that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Sure, Renat. Uh, thanks a lot for that uh, quick introduction. And I hope our uh, viewers can learn more uh, by the end of this uh, talk. So guys, uh, I mean, uh, it's it's a quick uh, shout out. Uh, if you like the talk that we are hosting, uh, subs would be great. Um, and uh, we will quickly get onto the topic. So Artificial intelligence, as Renat said, is a very hot topic. Uh, the top companies like uh, Google, Facebook, Amazon, every, everyone is actually experimenting with AI and its applications. And there are various aspects of artificial intelligence uh, that uh, everyone is exploring. But let's start with the beginning, artificial intelligence. So artificial stands for something that is man-made, and intelligence is something that uh, we all have, but needs to be defined for a machine. So let's uh, ask Renat, what actually is artificial intelligence and how it, is it different from say human intelligence? Yes, of course. So um, when we want to talk about artificial intelligence first, we want to define the terms. So. As you mentioned, uh, rightly so, Amit, that you know it's artificial and it's intelligence. But what do we actually mean by intelligence? I mean, you know, we we all know that we have some degree of in intelligence within all of us. But what exactly is it, and uh, how would you how what is the definition of it? So the way I I put intelligence is that the ability to absorb knowledge and then create an output from that knowledge, which was not there before. Um, somehow using the knowledge you can absorb and then create an output to solve a, solve a problem, if you like. 
Um, now, when we talk about artificial intelligence, uh, we talk about the intelligence that we have made. It's not organic in intelligence, which is uh, as opposed to artificial intelligence. Organic intelligence is what we have, um, you know, as humans and also various other animals as well. And then um, as humans, we have something called general intelligence, which is what is when we use our conscious consciousness to um, solve a problem or, you know, when we're consciously aware of the whole context around us and uh, understand what is going on. Um, so artificial intelligence, which, which is the other side of this coin, which is um, uh, an intelligence that is created by humans, which is in a way synthetic. Um, in terms of intelligence, as we said, like if, as humans as well, we absorb knowledge with all our five senses, you know, yes. from the day we are born, we are absorbing knowledge, memorizing them, and then, you know, using that knowledge or that information, absorption of information, we are, you know, being able to forecast what will happen. We, we see something moving, we can sort of forecast where it's going or using that knowledge, we could put those knowledges together, the experiences together, and then come to a solution of a problem that we see. For example, yes. you know, after we're born, if we are hungry, we see that, you know, this is food. And, you know, if we consume it, it will help us with our hunger. When we see um, fire and we try to touch it, and then, you know, we learn that <laughs> it is painful, so we shouldn't do that anymore. So yes. that's, that's the using of information and then using that information to, to sort of, you know, navigate in future in a way that will either help us survive or uh, solve a problem that we face in future. So um, with artificial intelligence, this is the same, um, same sort of idea. So the first thing you know, it has to do, it has to learn it. So that's why we get this term machine learning quite often, you know, tied yes. in with uh, whenever we talk about artificial intelligence, we always talk about machine learning. So a machine that can learn uh, using the information that is provided to it and then use it to solve a particular problem. That's what, you know, is what in current days and nowadays artificial intelligence is called. Now, I want to go back a little bit um, and say that I want to go as far as to say that there is some intelligence built into a quite basic uh, uh, devices that we have been using for a long time as well. For example, um, when we have to make large, you know, addition or, or subtraction or large math, maths, uh, there is calculator which can do it yes. faster than humans. So in, in one way, uh, calculator is more intelligent than, than humans because it can do complex calculations faster. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, in every aspect of intelligence, calculator is superior. Obviously, it's not. But we have to sort of um, we have to understand and acknowledge that there is some intelligence built into a lot of everyday products as well. Uh, but when we, you know, that's why it's important to define what kind of intelligence it is that we're talking about. So, you know, from back in the days, from long time ago, we have calculator and then we have, you know, uh, technology evolved. We have computer, we have Excel, we have, you know, various computer applications which can do many things many specific things that it's designed for, it can do a lot better than humans. But where, where, where the limitation comes in is that it's only this, it, it can only do the things that it's designed for, specifically designed for. Whereas human can sort of look around, understand the context of the situation and realize what it is that is, you know, the most appropriate thing to do. For example, we have, um, artificial intelligence, uh, artificial intelligent uh, chess player, which can, you know, uh, beat the, the world champions. But um, if it is playing chess with a 10 year old child, um, and for some reason, if one of the, you know, one of the, uh, the, the king kind of topples over uh, because the board was shaked a little bit, 
it will, will have no idea that the next course of action should be to go and pick up that uh, king and put it back in back where it was. Whereas a 10 year old kid would have that understanding that look, you know, it, I know we are playing a game, but right now in order to proceed with the game, the next course of action should be to put back the, the piece that fell over. So that's, that's the general inter intelligence that, that is the contextual understanding that the human has, which um, um, artificial intelligence doesn't have yet. But that's uh, the path to get there is where, uh, you know, one of the important steps to get there from calculator or from, you know, the regular computing to general intelligence is where we are. We're at the midpoint of it, where we use different um, algorithms, uh, which are um, designed to learn and then absorb that information and then use something, um, use that information to create something that wasn't there before. So that's, that's the biggest step step up that is happening and that's what we currently um, mean when we when we talk about artificial intelligence so um, yeah uh, when we you know uh, as you said <laughs> I think I uh, went into a bit more detail when you talk, talk talking about artificial intelligence but um, yeah starting from something like calculator or a chess player we then slowly slowly moving on and uh, progressing on to an, an artificial intelligence solution where it can take uh, information, learn from it, and then create something new. So create a solution that wasn't there before. So that's something that is new. That, that, that's something a calculator can't do, a, you know, Microsoft Excel can't do, but this is, this is the part where it's, you know, where it's really taking shape and to, and to moving into real, real contextual intelligence. So, um, these are the solutions that you know currently exist, and this is the how you know how 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 do these solutions work, and what it can do are what we want, what I want to talk about today. Okay, so um, I think uh, thank you so much, Renat, uh, for this. Uh, I mean, quick explanation and the difference between artificial intelligence and human intelligence. So, from what I can understand, is human beings learn. Um, uh, through observation and through their senses. So they have their environment and using their senses, they absorb the information and then they try to move in their environment uh, by predicting uh, based on the information that they already have. And similarly, yeah. machines or computers, they absorb information through some algorithms you mentioned. And these algorithms get the information and they try to predict what is going to happen without any uh, human input. So I think th this is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I understand so far. Um, yeah. And then uh, what you will, I think what I'm, I'm interested now is how do you actually teach a machine to behave like a human or think like a human? Because you're right, uh, a child would know when to pick up the uh, piece on a chessboard, but how do we teach a computer to do the same thing when it observes this same behavior. So th this is kind of interesting. So first I want to talk a bit more about the algorithms and then we'll get into more details. So um, when we talk about artificial intelligence, there are various algorithms that help us create these solutions. And one of the algorithms that is uh, uh, one of my favorite algorithm actually is called genetic algorithm. And this algorithm is based on natural selection. Um, you know, it's, it's inspired from the theory of evolution and how um, in, in, in natural selection you get, you know, you start with a, you know, a, a overall random population and then because, you know, overall, uh, you know, after years and years after running and generation and generation, it, it you know, it learns and mutates and, you know, keeps the best trait to survive. And then, you know, after millions of years and many, many iteration, it, it creates something that is perfect for the situation. And um, for example, you know, if um, as, as humans evolved, we needed, you know, we, uh, as human evolved, we, you know, faced different difficulties in our journey of evolution and then you know, through generations, we learned a little bit, and then our best trait kept 
moving forward and that's how we kept our best and that's how we kept improving and then we ended up where we are today. So this is the whole idea of genetic algorithm. There are other algorithms. Um, one of the very popular one is artificial neural network, which is one of the main ones that we currently talk about and is being very heavily used in, in, the, in, the, um, in the world today by many organizations. Um, but um, genetic algorithm is also a very powerful algorithm, which is um, also used in many places. Um, usually what happens is for a very complex AI solution, we combine both artificial neural network and genetic algorithm and then create a very powerful AI solution from it. Um, but yeah, uh, there are various algorithms. What I really want to focus on today is the genetic algorithm, which, um, which is, which is um, a very powerful algorithm in my opinion. Okay. So thank you so much. I think genetic algorithm, yes, I've heard the word genetic from um, Charles Darwin's um, Theory of Evolution book. And it talks about uh, survival of the fittest or survival or the person that can, the, the, the cell that can adapt uh, yes. the most in the environment will survive. So I'm guessing this is what it is in, 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 in terms of what the algorithm is. So can you explain a bit more about a genetic algorithm then? Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I mean, what you explained is exactly right. I mean, uh, that's, that, that is what genetic algorithm is all about. It, it, you know, it, it, you know, goes through generations and uh, then keeps the best trait to, you know, for the problem in at hand, and then you know adapts to the adapt to the surrounding and then comes up, you know, of, of, after many iteration, it comes comes up with a solution that will work for it to survive or for it to go past the problem. It is, it is, you know, it is, it is designed from an evolutionary perspective. Um, so it starts with, you know, a randomly designed, uh, a randomly generated population. And then, you know, we, we, the way we teach it is by, you know, giving it a, a problem and asking it to solve it. And if, you know, out of those 20, for example, it doesn't have to be 20 out of those number of, um, you know, randomly generated solutions. Uh, if, you know, whichever one does the best, uh, we rank them and we take, say, for example, the best ones. And then say, you know, say if we say, for example, from 20, we take the best five and then, create, you know, uh, sort of combine the features of those best five and then, um, you know, take the best traits of them and then create another 20 and then, you know, put them into test again. And then, you know, maybe they do a little bit better, but we, we keep taking the best five and then combine the features again and again. And then this is how the iteration keeps happening. And then the more iteration happens, I mean, one of the, one of the limitation, I suppose, with genetic algorithm is that it takes a lot of learning, a lot of generations has to a lot of iterations has to happen for it to slowly evolve and um, you know come up with a solution that wasn't there before but the beauty of genetic algorithm is that it can come up with a solution that as humans we've never thought of because it will it will randomly mutate um, you know you add some mutation you know say for example you know two percent mutation so you take the best five performing samples and then combine all the features and create 20 new samples but also you add like five percent randomness into it so it, it does you know something very random out of the the next in the next generation there's like you know five percent some you know very random things added but also the best features are still kept so as a result, what happens is, you know, over, over time, you know, over many, many iterations, thousands and thousands, and, you know, some powerful AI solutions have millions and millions of iterations. And then, 
you know, it, it brings up something completely new, which we haven't even as a human, we haven't even thought of, even though we gave it a problem that as humans, we can, you know, because we created the whole scenario, we might know what the ultimate solution is. But then we, a lot of the times we became surprised that, you know, it, the AI came up with such a elegant solution that we didn't even think of as, as humans. Um, so that's that's the beauty of genetic algorithm, uh, as opposed to other algorithms like um, artificial neural network, which just looks for pattern, uh, good for pattern recognition. But genetic algorithm is really good at a problem that you don't know. You know, if 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 we give it a problem that even humans don't know a solution of, um, if it keeps going, if it keeps you know uh, going through the generation, it will eventually come up with something that is beyond what we've all thought of so that's that's how artificial intelligence can be very powerful to create uh, solutions that currently don't even exist interesting i mean uh, to come up with solutions that even humans can't think about i think <laughs> that's quite powerful uh, so uh, you said the genetic algorithm take sample and then every with every iteration you add some randomness so that's an algorithm and i think some humans are behind those algorithms so uh, and algorithm is written in a way to change or learn from uh, the previous iteration so yes. that's genetic algorithm but then we also keep hearing about deep learning machine learning so is there any difference between the algorithm and learning and if yes, then what is exactly? Because are you are the machines learning from machine learning or are they learning it from the algorithm? So is there an algorithm to machine learning as well? So I mean, there are so many terms that keeps floating around. So can you help us understand the difference if there is any? Yes, yes, no problem at all. So um, it's it's actually a very interesting topic, and uh, I know we set out to start talk. You know, we we set out to talk about algorithms, but this is something actually um, very interesting to know. So there are, you know, whenever there is a problem, you could approach that problem in two ways. One is with an algorithm, and the other is uh, with a heuristic in a heuristic way. So to give an example, if you, for example, if you go to a, um, a sort of uh, to go uh, grocery shopping to buy milk, for example, to a, um, you know, the, a grocery shop. Um, so now you don't know in which aisle exactly the milk is. Now, an al you can go by an algorithm, which is, um, which gives you a guarantee that you will definitely find the milk. Uh, the algorithm, what it does is you start from either the left-hand side of the aisle and then you go and check each aisle one by one until you find the milk. So um, that way you're guaranteed that you will find what you're looking for, but it may take a very long time because, you know, you may have started from the leftmost aisle, but the milk may have been in the last aisle that you're going to look for. True. So it, it will take longer, but you will, you, you know that you will eventually find the milk. The heuristic method, on the other hand, is that using the current, you know, using the information you already have and making a prediction, best, best judgment or best guess, and going to that aisle. So say, for example, milk is usually, usually chilled in, in, a, in, a, in, in a chilled section. Um, so if you, instead of going aisle by aisle, if you just go to the chilled section first, and see, oh, do they have milk here? Uh, and then you go and check, oh, no, the first one is dessert. And then you go back and start again and think that, okay, a milk might, is a dairy product. It might be with other dairy products. And then you go to the day, you know, uh, dairy aisle and then you see. So that's like based on the information you have and trying to make something, you know, might make a best guess and then trying to, you know, get to your solution. Now, it could be quicker because you are using some information, you're trying to um, not go past aisle by aisle, but it could also be for some bizarre reason if, if the milk is kept in a place which is not, um, you know, which is, you know, not in dairy, not in chilled section. And if it is for some reason, if it is in a completely different uh, aisle, which you know, the information you, you have doesn't 
take you there, then you're not going to end up finding the milk. So these are the two two ways of solving problems. And algorithm is um, is 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 so 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 the way algorithm is good. Um, they're both good. They're both you know both of these ways are good, and you know you you apply them based on your current situation. Uh, but the way the the way we apply algorithm is when we have a step-by-step -step guide that these are the series of action we're going to take and this is going to generate us a result. Okay. So um, when we talk about AI algorithms, uh, you know, we also take, we also have an understanding that these, these are the series of things we're going to do. And based on that, we can expect certain outcome. This is not the artificial intelligence um, steps, by the way, this is, designing the artificial intelligence that's the step so for example for genetic algorithm we are going to take a number of steps we're going to create a randomly generated population of say 20 samples and then we are going to put it to test step two and then we're going to record the results of each samples step three and then we are going to take the best five for best five or best however many. And then these are the steps that we're going to take. So that's, that's the, uh, that's how the genetic algorithm is designed. Now, when we talk about machine learning or, you know, learning, so that way, so every iteration we are making within this genetic algorithm, the machine is big, big, you know, the, artificial AI solution is becoming a little bit more capable because yes. it did a little bit better in one generation. And then we took the best solution from them and, you know, created more samples. So it did a little bit more better. So that, that is in a way that the machine is learning or machine is becoming more and more capable over generations or over iterations. That's, that's, that's the machine learning in genetic algorithm. Uh, Artificial neural network is the other one, which um, is also a very popular algorithm when we're talking about AI. Um, artificial intelligence, uh, uh, so ANN in short, um, they, it has a various um, sort of levels where it can, where it sort of assesses the data and then does the digital calculation inside before it creates an output. So the levels, the number of levels it has when, uh, you know, when, when a solution is sort of structured, uh, that has an effect on how quickly it learns and how precise the res you know, precise or how accurate the result is. And that is to do with deep learning. So deep learning is to do it more with artificial neural network, not to do with genetic algorithm, but how deep the, the levels are uh, is is what uh, you know is is reflection of how you know um, is what deep learning is. So if if it, if, it, if it has a lot of depth, then it has a nuanced, uh, more detailed, very precise uh, calculation, and it can it can learn quickly, and it can also um, come up with more precise output, precise results. So that's that's what deep learning is all about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. There's so many terms that are going on. And when we talk about machine learning, who is actually learning, how it is actually learning. So um, in, in the case of genetic algorithm, um, the learning can be said as the more iteration is happening. Um, so it's not humans who are teaching it. We are also, you know, in, in, when, when the iteration happens, we also create a, another software or another program which will basically record the results of each generation and then you know give the feedback uh, back to the AI solution so it can take the best five and then create the next generation so we if, if we had to teach it every iteration millions and millions of iteration then we would we would be back to square one because as humans it would take us Yes, to to uh, teach uh, teach an AI solution, and that's obviously not practical. So um, yeah, I mean, in 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 this case, we just create another software which does the does the repetitive task of teaching, and once it has, un, you know, once it is trained, 
to solve that particular problem then is very powerful it has become very capable it has the right understanding of what kind of solution is necessary and then it can uh, be used to generate those outputs as necessary interesting very interesting i mean so you have deep learning using artificial neural network and you have machine learning using genetic algorithm so can can you use machine learning for artificial neural network and can you use deep learning for genetic algorithm as well well to be honest um so when we say machine learning we, i mean it is a is a very popular term it's, it's yes. it is a, like a, it's like a overall a generic term where, which is just to say that the machine is learning so yes. that could be used in both genetic algorithm and artificial neural network whenever it's being trained uh, they're trained in different ways in different uh, different methods but whenever they're being trained they're being more capable the more you train it the more you give it sample data the the you know the more it understands what it needs to do so uh, from that perspective whenever you're training it it's becoming more capable and it's learning and it's remembering what information is given to it. So that's the part. So machine learning is for both. Uh, deep learning is to do with artificial neural network because it has the depth of, of when it creates the structure, uh, a mesh structure that connects with each node to the other, that there is a depth to it. So that's, that's what we call deep learning. Uh, but yeah, in genetic algorithm, uh, we are more focused on um, generation-based learning, where you, know, you, you learn from each iteration or each generation and become better the next generation. Interesting, interesting. So uh, from what I understand again, that deep learning uh, is more specific to artificial neural networks or ANN, and maybe we can cover that in a different topic. But let's focus on genetic algorithms. So you mentioned genetic algorithms uh, and we use uh, machines to learn over every iteration or generation. So now when the machines are learning, so suppose there is a there are 100 cat images that we keep seeing yeah. in youtube videos so there is a there are a lot of 100 cat images and there are some blueberries uh, in some cupcakes or muffins and that are mixed in the cat images with their eyes that's a very common example that i keep seeing when i google about uh, all this so you have uh, 100 images say 90 are cat images and nine, 10 are muffins with the blueberries um, and um, the algorithm runs and then as a human being you tell it uh, uh, that if you have identified it as cat it's correct if you have identified it as muffin uh, it is correct but if you have identified a cat as a muffin then it's wrong or if you have identified a muffin as a cat then it's wrong so that is something that humans tell the algorithm. But now you're saying machines are learning it themselves because if humans sit and keep telling the machine what to learn, it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. So now how do you tell a machine what is right and what is wrong? So actually this part is actually done, done by humans. Um, okay. Uh, uh, so there are there are um, big big databases. I can't remember from off the top of my head, but there are some like open, um, you know, uh, you know, open source projects where there are like millions and billions of pictures, which are all categorized and uh, sort of identified with with what the content of that picture is. So that part of initially identifying what is is a picture of is actually you know done by humans but that is okay. that has been a like a massive open source project or you know everyone all over the world has helped to do the project i can't remember off the top of my head but um if i do remember i'll i'll put it uh, for the listeners i'll put it in the description uh link uh, at the end uh but uh, yeah so initially that information was actually contributed by you know millions of people all over the world and then we have this big database and we sort of point the ai solution to that database to to go through and um you know learn from it um, okay yeah okay interesting so you have a database and you're learning from it it's interesting i mean it's it's uh, i don't know if you've heard of uh, password hacking but there are there are uh, multiple ways of attacking so normally passwords are stored as encrypted hashes 
and uh, uh, so suppose you have a b c d e password you encrypt it and you get a hash and if you encrypt a b c d 1 uh, 2 3 you get a different hash so you can either brute force Uh, yeah. and brute force is like uh, going through every single possible combination and guess the password or you get the hash you calculate them in advance for every particular combination of alphabets and numbers and if you get a hash for a particular uh, user input say the hash is this and then if you in the table it's called rainbow tables and if you match the hash you get the unencrypted value and you can uh, get uh, the uh, you can log in and you can hack into a user account so this sounds something similar in ways how machines are learning yes yes i've i've heard of rainbow tables before it's a very interesting concept um but yeah i mean uh, i don't know if it's exactly the same but there is definitely some some sort of similarity there yeah some sort of similarity okay that's uh, that's good so <laughs> we we've, we've talked about uh, uh, genetic algorithm and the generations and everything but then can you give us a practical example of where genetic algorithm is actually being used i mean you've mentioned about machines learning and then identifying all these images there are databases so what could be a practical example in a general day to day life where genetic algorithms can be used to solve problems that humans can't solve yes uh, um so one of one of the i mean so um you know when we uh, when we talked about um you know recognizing the picture recognizing the content of pictures that's actually more of artificial neural network uh, used but you can do that with genetic algorithm as well but um the main power of genetic algorithm is is to do with um something that we don't even know yet um uh, you know as a solution so uh one of the ways it can be used is to design for example um a a car or a a motorbike oh so, interesting so um so for example you you create a, you know you create an a, a system an ai solution which where you say that okay make something which will have two wheels and some solid material and that's all you tell it and then it creates wow. randomly generated you know say for example you know 50 shapes which all of them will have two wheels and some randomly generated shape and then it will create those 50 and then you say that okay you know simulate you know running or driving through a terrain or through a road and see how fast or how efficiently this you know piece of random you know two wheel some solid structure that you built how far it can go and then you put simulate all 50 of them and then whichever goes the farthest or whichever the top 5 goes the farthest you take the shape or the structure of those top 5 and then you mix and match those and then create the next generation so the next 50 would be a little bit better because you created them with the best ones from the previous generation and then you keep iterating it and iterating it and then you end up with with a design that would go through various terrains and you know would be very powerful and very efficient it, it will have like the you know um if if you you know when you when you tell it that it has to have some solid if you actually give it some physical properties then you know it will create a design where the center of gravity is exactly in the right place and you know you know it will take into account all of these things without actually knowing about what the physical rules are it will just keep trying you know after millions of iteration it had tried everything it could be and came up with the best one best performing one and uh, this example that i just explained is actually one of uh, is actually available in in a website which uh, is you know is is a website where i've i've sort of stared at this website you know where the genetic algorithms uh, algorithm you know iterated through to a you know really well designed car um and i it was so interesting i just stared at it as it slowly improved and improved um so i actually um uh, have the um website as well it's uh, it's a bit of a uh, it's not just a very simple one so it's uh, r e d n e u h t dot o r g slash uh, genetic underscore cars underscore two 
So if you, I'll put that link, uh, at, uh, you know, in, sure. in our um, uh, episode as well at the end for the listeners to go and stare at it. And I'm sure everyone would be amazed to see how, you know, how it, how the whole thing works. It will, it will start with, you know, a number of samples, and it will track and see which one is, you know, which ones are doing the best, and then it will create the next generation from the from what it learned from that uh, experiment, and then it will keep doing it. And if you, if you, if you leave it running overnight, um, you know, in your computer, and in the morning you will see after, say, for example, thousands of iteration, you'll see that um, the design is just automatic, you know, from this AI solution, from this algorithm, it had come up with, with a design that is, you know, not only is it um, functional, but it also looks really cool as well. So that kind of tells us that our human intuition, what we think looks cool, usually, you know, comes from some sort of functional uh, benefit as well. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a really interesting website to, to go to and see how genetic algorithm works. So that's one way. Um, and then there is, a, there is a very, very good practical application as well, is, is that um, uh, the way humans walk. When we walk, this is the, you know we are you know we stand upright, we walk with two legs. Not a lot of animals in the world, uh, you know, moves or navigates like the way we do. Humans have evolved for generations and millions and millions of years, and this is the this is the perfect solution. After all of these attempts, after all the natural selection, this is the best we came up with this is this is this is good for hunting this is good for um you know navigating around where wherever we want to go is less resource intensive so this is this is a method of you know going around which is really good and we if we can replicate this in in actual physical robots or if we can also you know create um robotic solutions for uh people who are unable to walk and you know if we want to create mechanical devices which will you know attach to the person's say amputated leg and etc so that would have a you know a massive benefit so you could create a genetic algorithm solution where you say that okay you will have these three parts attached to each other one would be the thigh part one would be the leg uh, and one would be the drumstick, and then, um, sorry, not the drumstick, uh, one would be the thigh, one would be the leg, and one would be the foot. So if you, if you tell it that you have these three solid objects connected to each other, and these are the weights of it, uh, and you have two of them, and you know they're connected to each other with, with another solid, and you, you, know, you just try to, you know, and they can move in this certain way and then give it, you know, 50, you know, create 50 samples, ran randomly create 50 samples, and then, you know, iterate through until it starts to walk, and until it walks the fastest, and until it can run, until it can do, and then eventually you will end up with shapes which doesn't require the whole solid, it, 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 you know, it may require only the shell of, of, of uh, a, leg or you know so that will give us understanding on how you know we can design a mechanical robot or you know uh, something to, that is made out of um, metal but we don't need to use a lot of metal because we already figured out that we don't need the whole solid piece we just need the minimum piece for it to work so that could be another another um practical example of using genetic algorithm there are many many examples of um, of the uh, of where genetic algorithm was used to solve problems and it it came up with problem you know solutions that humans didn't even think of and uh, if you if um, you know our listeners and viewers if you just um, you know go on youtube and just search genetic algorithm solutions you will be amazed what kind of solutions and you would be thrilled to see the solutions that the AI has generated. And it's all from this simple algorithm that we've been living for millions of years ourselves. It's, the idea is very simple, evolution, natural selection. Keep trying, take the best results, mix that up again and try again 
and just keep iterating this thousands and millions of times and then you you come up with the solution and that is all there is in genetic algorithm it, it's it's not rocket science it's actually very uh, straightforward and easy to understand i understand obviously you know it needs to be implemented by coding which which might require software developers etc but the but the core idea of ai genetic algorithm is actually not that not that complex and it, it just brings up amazing results so i mean that is quite fascinating i mean designing a car and designing bipedal uh, uh, robots that is that is very fascinating i think i've seen some lot of robots uh, that are trying to mimic uh, how we humans walk and it's actually quite a difficult problem because you have to balance the weight balance the uh, balance the structure find the right uh, center of mass center of gravity and then if you have weight on top of those then how do you balance so i think that's a very interesting problem to solve but moving forward i mean you have all these genetic algorithms and they are doing all these wonderful things but then uh, are we actually seeing some practical uses in our day to day life or are there limitations to these algorithms at present uh, and because of which we can't see a practical application i mean you have given us examples but uh, is is it something that has already uh, happened that uh, we humans can actually start using it in our day to day life say google assistant who uh, who is uh, trying to learn every time you talk and every time you uh, type you uh, time you uh, respond to its question is that using genetic algorithm and if if that is not the case then are there actually limitations to genetic algorithms uh, that is actually preventing us to uh, use it in day to day applications of course so um i mean all, all you know all all the different algorithms are good for something and you know they are they all have some sort of limitations so something you know some, one algorithm is good for this particular task and the other one is good for another particular task but what okay. what is happening right now in 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 current world we are we are experiencing in our day to day life a lot of ai solutions maybe without even knowing it for example you know okay tech com- companies like amazon like google facebook all of them them are doing ai solutions and you know a lot of them we don't even realize that we are being subjected to 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 this <clears throat> and what is also happening is you know obviously from a you know as we are talking we're obviously exploring exploring algorithms one by one or whatever but um what's happening with with these big techs they're not you know you don't have to limit yourself with only one algorithm so when they're designing an ai solution they're architecting a solution which combines number of algorithms so um interesting so you know there could be an architecture of an ai solution which has genetic algorithm which has artificial neural network um combined so you know one aspect of the solution might require a lot of you know iteration through through improvement and the other one might require pattern recognition from various data so you know it it goes through maybe genetic algorithm and then it outputs something and then that output is taken by the out, uh, artificial neural network and then it's outputting something else or it could be the other way okay. around uh, artificial neural network is outputting something and the genetic algorithm is saying that okay no this is not going to be good enough for the next iteration and then you know it's giving the feedback at the start and then it's learning again so um usually it's combined not just these two algorithms there are many other algorithms as well um so it it's it's a you know a a, a complex structure of various of these things are creating a, a very you know um very very intelligent <laughs> uh, solution if you'd like and, and then we are being subject to it so for example obviously you know one of the things that we hear a lot about nowadays is how these big companies are um you know tracking us and taking our data recording our data and etc but we are all concerned about that we don't want our data to be taken or whatever um but what do they do with this data is is the question so how are they using this data and they're using this data to create or teach um you know these machines uh what is the best 
you know, salute, you know, teach about us. And so the machines can interact with us better. For example, you know, all of these companies, one of the main source of revenue is ad. Um, and if they can give us more targeted ads, which are, you know, which are gonna appeal to us in a way uh, that we are gonna, you know, do uh, take an action or purchase something, then obviously that would, you know, generate their revenue. So they want, they want all of our data and then, you know, input it to an AI solution. And then the AI solution, you know, tries many times and then sees what actually works best. And then based on our personalized data, it then comes, comes back with a very appealing advertisement, which is definitely gonna work for us. I mean, obviously because of all the regulations, they can't, you know, they probably can't be as sophisticated as the technology will allow them to be. Because um, if, if I think if, um, if there was no restriction, it could be that the AI would generate an advertisement. I mean, right now we have like pre-generated ad advertisement that we all see. But it, it, with current technology, it's possible that, you know, knowing you as a person and what kind of things, what kind of music you like, what kind of color you like, and based on that, it could create a tailor-made advertisement just for you based on your mood. Maybe if it's showing you at the end of the workday, it will probably show you with a blue color, which is more calming, you know, blue color in the background, and it, it could probably write the tagline or the things in a way that will make you remember that product more. So all of these things are possible. They, they don't happen right now because of, you know, for good reason for, for you know, that data protection and, you know, restriction, etc. But um, AI can do that. So that's, that's how powerful it can be. But yes, for example, you know, when you go on Amazon, you purchase something, it also shows you like, oh, these are other things you might like. And you'll see that a lot of the times those things are actually something that you would be very interested in. And that's yes. actually the working of, 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 of an AI. When you go and watch a video in YouTube and you see the suggested videos on the right hand side, and a lot of the times it's very difficult to not click on some of them because they just, they just speak to you so, so much. And that's also the working of an AI based on your history of the type of videos you've seen and all the other details it knows about you. It makes a decision where, you know, it creates, curates a, a, a personalized list of, you know, videos for you. And that is very appealing for you to um, click. Um, similarly, there are, you know, many big tech companies like Spotify, when they create a curated playlist for you, you know, um, whenever you see that kind of things, um, uh, you know, that's usually the working of an AI. There are more sophisticated chatbots as well, which will talk to you based on, you know, what you're saying. So these are some, some examples of AI. And then there is another side of it, which is also in practical use, which is um, computer vision, some call it, where, you know, human handwriting is, you know, designed for humans to understand it's not digital it's it you know it uh, and it also doesn't look like digital a lot of the times uh, different people have completely different handwriting um but then you know um after iterations of iterations when you know an artificial ai solution has seen like millions and billions of these handwritings different ones and was told that okay this squiggly line means two or three or this other letter uh, it creates and it learns and it, it then can now understand quite quite accurately as well uh, you know human handwriting so these are these are some of the practical uh, applications that are currently in in you know in place right as we speak and uh, yeah more exciting times are coming ahead as well <laughs> as as the applications wow. become more more that is that is actually quite interesting and uh, thank you so much renad i mean i didn't know that uh, there are so many ai tech uh, that is already being used uh, to sell us 
to target us with advertisements, especially with Gmail and Facebook and Amazon and YouTube and so many other things. And you mentioned about computer vision, about handwriting. And yeah, I think it's a very valid scenario. I mean, sometimes even I can't understand someone else's handwriting. So yes. it's uh, so if humans can't understand, it's very difficult for even machines to understand. So it's actually quite beneficial if they learn to identify text. And then maybe in the future, if we go to, uh, if we uncover something, um, uh, an archaeologist uncovers a site and they can <laughs> just look at a language and they can decipher using AI, that would be quite cool. So, yes. uh, I mean, th- those are <coughs> ge- genetic algorithms, but uh, sorry, g- not genetic algorithms, but applications to genetic algorithms. But uh, when you mentioned about computer vision, something also popped in my head, the driverless cars, which use machine yes. vision. Are they also using AI to solve the problem of driving on road without human beings? Yes, yes, very much so. Um, so just just correcting, uh, you know, all the applications I said, th- those are not not just genetic algorithms, but the combination of you know, okay, and uh, uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's a very interesting topic, driverless cars. So. Um, yeah, they're definitely using AI solutions. Um, it is, there are cameras all around the car and it is taking um, pictures after pictures every second. I mean, obviously a video is, you know, a 30 FPS video is just a 30 picture um, in, in, in serial, right? So um, it's analyzing all of the pictures and um, it obviously we know currently that, you know, AI can look at a picture and understand the content inside it. So if it sees a truck, for example, or another vehicle in front of it, uh, then it can identify, um, you know, with an AI solution that what it is in front of, or a, or a human being, for example. And then um, from that serialized picture, it can also identify whether this picture is getting bigger, which means that it's coming closer. And, um, you know, that, that uh, I mean, what, what what it uses is a lot more complicated than just it getting bigger. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm just giving a, like a simpler explanation because they also have like um, what do you call it the infrared uh, sensors as well. So it um, it senses uh, if there is an object or you know the type of the the, the type of object whether it's a, you know metal or an organic object and things like that. It, it, it's a lot more sophisticated than what I'm explaining, uh, but I'm just trying to keep it simple. So yeah, I mean, um, there, it definitely uses AI solutions to 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 navigate around within within a road. Um, and machine vision, computer vision, it's, it's kind of synonymous in that way. It's basically looking at pictures and identifying what is in that picture is, is the technology. And it's mainly actually based on artificial neural network because that is specific for understanding patterns. So, you know, if it looks at millions, million picture of, of cars, then it will know what a car looks like and then it will remember it and then uh, um, go from there. Okay. So, I mean, you've talked about uh, AI, you've talked about uh, intelligence, you've talked about the algorithms, machine learning, deep learning and everything. And you also said in the beginning that you actually did a university course and that's how you got introduced to this topic. So if a regular user whoever is watching or listening to this talk uh, wants to get uh, to know a bit more about AI, what do they need to do? Uh, Do they need to do a course? Uh, Do they need to watch? Do they need to know about mathematics? Do they need to know about programming? What essential skill sets do they need to have to learn about AI? Right. So the first thing I would recommend that they do is subscribe to this channel. <laughs> so uh, there will be there will yes. be more talks. Uh, I'll I'll do a few more talks focusing more on artificial neural network and a few other algorithms as well. So that would be that would be a fast um, fast uh, place to get some you know like overall understanding for non tech people um, uh, to understand how it works in, in simple words rather than, you know, uh, technical jargon. Uh, but then uh, there are, I mean, to be honest, before starting a, an actual course, there are many, many um, information videos out there already about, you know, telling you about what AI is. Uh, one thing to be mindful of is that there are you know, a lot more videos or a lot more articles about, you know, 
you know, just explaining the very basics of what AI is rather than actually going into a little bit more detail. Um, what I would say is not to be scared because it, 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 you know, to understand the actual algorithm, it, it's, it's, um, you don't need really good math or, you know, computer programming, anything. You just, you know, need to, you know, for example, genetic algorithm, it's, it's, it's you know, as I explained, that is all there is. And obviously now digitizing that requires some software, you know, uh, programming knowledge or, or, or similar. But to understand how AI works and from there, how, what kind of output to expect and the, that doesn't require math or, you know, software development knowledge. So um, I would just, you know, you know, sort of uh, recommend just looking at this kind of informational videos first and then um, looking at you know, videos of where AI is already in action. Uh, for example, if you just search for genetic algorithm in YouTube or the website that I've mentioned uh, as well, so that th these websites will give you a really good understanding of, um, you know, how the things are working and how, what kind of output to expect. Um, yeah, and then if, if the, if, you know, someone is still interested to actually implement or create a solution. There are, you know, many AI websites, AI related websites, which actually lets you create AI solutions from their building blocks. So they have building blocks in, in their website, which you can connect with each other and then create a solution. Um, what I'll do is I'll try to list a number of these websites in, in, in our description of this topic. Uh, so the viewers and listeners can can go and check them out. But there are many websites which just lets you play with AI, various algorithms of AI within their within their web interface. So they don't have to install anything. You can just go and start playing, and it's it's really interesting. It's fascinating. I'm sure our listeners and viewers will enjoy it very much. I'm sure, uh, Renata. I think uh, it is quite a fascinating field. And, and as you said, a uh, lot of uh, people are talking about it. A lot of companies have already embraced it. They are implementing solutions. So it's it's a good time to learn this technology, especially in, during this pandemic, where yeah. we are stuck at home in lockdown and we don't have anything to do. So I think it's a good time to learn about something new that's actually that might actually change the world because... Uh, who knows, uh, AI can solve uh, the problem of finding the next uh, new vaccine for yes. a new disease. So, and, and we just have to train the model or the algorithm and it might come up with solutions. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and who it knows, is. it could also do something preventative. So it could probably predict that when the next outbreak of this next new virus is going to be, like maybe in 2040 or whenever it was going to be, if we are more better prepared beforehand, then it doesn't even have to start. So yeah, there's so many things that can happen with AI. Interesting, interesting. So uh, I think we have covered uh, um, more or less everything that we wanted to talk about AI, genetic algorithms and everything. Um, I think one last question uh, from my end uh, would be for any uh, a person uh, wanting to uh, learn about AI again is uh, why do they need to learn AI? Is it actually necessary to learn AI uh, or they can live without learning AI? <laughs> so I'll say the same thing where, um, you know, if, 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 you know, about learning anything, you know, any cutting edge technology. So when a uh, hundred years ago, hundred or hundred or so years ago, when the industrial revolution happened, um, before that, um, everyone was um, in agriculture. They all knew how to do farming. Uh, but when after the industrial revolution there was a lot of factories where you know a different kind of work was needed and uh, people who learned how to work in factory quickly they were the first ones who were the early adopters of this new technology at the time and then they were the ones who could really reap the benefits of knowing how a factory works, you know, became probably you know, an engineer earlier, a troubleshooter. Um, so there is always that benefit of, um, 
you know, learning the new technology because that will take you, you know, that will um, sort of be the transition towards the new life that is coming ahead. Um, so yes, I mean, you know, and then, you know, if you, if you, you know, if you didn't want to work in a factory, there was, there were, you know, more less and less farmers working and more and more factory workers within, within a very few years. It's, it's, it, you don't, you don't need to learn AI to survive, but it will, um, certainly, you know, um, ensure, you know, a, a a more informed life where you know what is happening with your data you know when you're interacting with all the technologies how you're being you might be being manipulated or not you have much more control much more knowledge and know how to use them so um, definitely would strongly recommend um, knowing more at least know how it works um, you know what to expect and what you know, is the future looking like um, with AI? And uh, I think uh, it was quite helpful to understand about AI, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and uh, algorithms, genetic algorithm, artificial neural networks. I think it's a very broad topic, and, and you you rightly said that we need more uh, sessions to understand this in depth. But I think one last question that I wanted to uh, ask in the end is: Do actually people uh, need to learn AI or they can live without learning AI? Um, people can certainly live without learning AI, but um, I would still advise to be aware of it. Um, you don't have to learn AI, but um, be aware that it's it's there. It's, um, you know, we, in our lives right now, it's affecting our lives. And, uh, you know, you don't have to learn AI, you don't have to use AI, but you should be aware of what it is and what it's doing around us. Um, so yeah, it, 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 people can live a happy life without, without having to learn AI. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, I would, I would recommend to just be aware of it. Okay. So thank you so much again, Renat. So just to summarize to all our uh, viewers and listeners, uh, today we learned about what is AI, what is uh, or artificial intelligence, uh, the different algorithms, um, the artificial neural network, and the uh, genetic algorithm. Then we learned a bit about machine learning and deep learning. Then we talked about a bit of the applications and Renat mentioned some websites where you can actually see genetic algorithms evolve from a given set of rules um, to derive something completely un um, I mean, something that humans can't even imagine. So Renat will post those links in the description uh, for the video. And uh, I think he gave us some practical uh, applications as well, where actually we are currently experiencing AI even without our knowledge. So thank you so much again, Renat. So um, I, I hope uh, you guys are enjoying our talk. Um, that we are trying to post every week about some upcoming technology. So please do subscribe to our channel and uh, and review, like, share, comment, uh, anything that you want. And uh, do also let us know if uh, you like any technology that you want us to talk about. And uh, if, if we are not able to uh, talk about it ourselves, we are actually planning to invite a few guests who can actually talk about those topics. So um, that's it from us uh, for this episode and uh, hope to see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Thank you very much, guys. See you next time.